Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to part two of the season seven. Season episode seven. one. Yes. Point two. Yes. Wow, that was confusing. The I did the hand motions. Yes. <laughs> Not that y'all could see them, <laughs> but we did. No, this is our second season premiere episode of the week, Mantra Week, as we're calling it, where Bethany and I are each doing an episode. On, I mean, we're doing them together, but we're talking about <laughs> our mantras that have become, you know, our coined phrases from the past few seasons so we did mine which is you want to be with somebody who wants to be with you on Wednesday today we're talking about don't date in a bubble so be sure you listen to both of them so you get the full effect of mantra week but we are so excited to have y'all here for you to be back it's going to be a great season we got a lot of fun things in store so it's going to be great also right now can we just talk about for a second how when this comes out we'll be no, we'll be back from the beach when this we comes will. out. We, oh, dang it. I was about, oh, we'll be on the beach when this comes out. No, we'll, we'll be tan, though, when this oh, comes out. Oh, we will. Heck yeah, y'all. Counting down. We're so close. Less than two weeks. And I'm sorry if you've been listening for the past few weeks and that's all we can talk about and you're like, stop rubbing it in. <laughs> We're just really excited. Uh, before we jump in, as y'all know, we have a few housekeeping things. So if you don't follow us on social media already, Instagram is where we hang out the most. I know. So you should be there with us. We did pass a thousand followers over the summer, which was a big, big thing for us. That was a big goal we had. So, uh, go follow us on Instagram. If you haven't already at LFTM underscore podcast, and there you can send us questions for an episode. You can like our pictures. You can participate in Q and A's. And when we do that, and you can also sign up for our newsletter, which will start back up. Um, we'll start it back up yesterday. But every Thursday, we send out a newsletter that goes along with um, the episode from that week. Just give you all some more resources, fun things to check out. There's a Hallmark movie of the month, which is always so fun. Uh, so, yeah, go to our Instagram bio. Yes, go to our Instagram bio to sign up for that. And now it's a, this is a great season to sign up for Hallmark movies because when we get into November and December, we'll do a Hallmark movie of the week. Because it's Christmas. Because it's Christmas. So it's going to be great. Um, so, yeah, go do all those things. You won't regret it. I promise. It's fun. It's great. And what's also fun and great is our question of the day. Yep. Which is even more fun and great because it's Bethany's turn. <laughs> Y'all know how much I struggle with this. So, Bethany. Okay. What is your question for us today? I think I have a good one. Okay. So, I was asked this mm. not too long ago. I guess this a week ago or so. It doesn't matter when I was asked. Anyway, it caught me off guard a little. And so, I was like, ooh, I need to ask Kristen. Oh, lovely. So I love questions someone, that catch me off guard when we're I recording. Just, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I just met someone and they were, they, someone had mentioned, oh, she has a podcast, whatever. And so they knew what it was. And then this person, this girl was like, oh, well, what's the best piece of dating advice you have? I got asked this the other day. And I was like, uh, uh, (laughs) but I was like, that's a good question. Like, cause a lot of the questions we get are here. Let me tell you this whole situation. And now what would you say? But just flat out best piece of dating advice you would give someone. Okay, well, I have two because one of them is going to be my mantra because somebody asked me this the okay, other fine. day, which is you should want to be with somebody who wants to be with you. But yes. we just talked about that. That doesn't count. 
Okay. The other thing, I literally got asked this that like is last so crazy. Sunday or two Me Sundays too. ago. That's when it was. Are oh you my kidding? Word. I am not. That's joking. weird. You, that's weird. What kind of weird I alternate don't reality is <laughs> happening right now? Oh my gosh. Um, anyway. Okay. So, and it is because I met somebody new and he was asking about the podcast. That's okay, freaking this is weird. weird. That's so weird. <laughs> That's the exact same situation. Anyway. Oh my okay. gosh. Um, the other thing is that if you have a list, uh-huh. which most girls do, um, you should hold your self to the same standard. Mm-hmm. that you are looking for someone else to meet. Yes. Because I think a lot of dating, you know, we focus on what am I looking for and what's going to be good for me and da, 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 and how's he, you know, he's got to be so great and so this and so that. Are you willing to meet the same standard that you're putting on somebody if you want to date them? So, I think it kind of turns the tables a little bit, but that's something that's really stuck with me. I think that's a few years. One. What's yours? I said don't make it more complicated than it is. Mm. I think that's something we do. We make yep. we make things, especially at the beginning, we make it really complicated when it doesn't have to be. Relax, enjoy it, and you can worry about complicated stuff later. Like don't don't make it too heavy right at the beginning. Yes. that would be the one thing I would tell people. I think that's a great great point, great piece of advice. I mean, I think all her advice is great, so I'm a little biased. Uh, I wouldn't have done a podcast with her if I thought she gave crappy advice. Be like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness and she wouldn't have done that with me there should be like no. what the heck is like, Kristen well, saying season one was fun and yeah. that's all we got <laughs> yeah. and it's being deleted in 30 yes. days <laughs> oh my goodness okay so let's jump in to Bethany's mantra mm-hmm. which is don't date in a bubble if you have been around for the last few seasons you have heard her say that and me quote her saying it <laughs> um, plenty of times and so Kind of like we did on Wednesday, Bethany. Why don't you explain what does it mean to not date in a bubble? Okay. So this concept really boils down to not isolating yourself and the guy you're dating to the point that your family, your friends, your mentors, whoever, whatever your community looks like to the point that they're unaware of how your relationship is going and they don't really have any input or observation of it. Now, you don't want to shut your community out. This is a time where you really need them the most, I think, or one of those times. And, you know, when people talk about the decision about who they marry, it is always in the context of being one of the biggest decisions of their lives. And there isn't any other scenario where someone makes this huge life-altering decision that's going to have forever ramifications without consulting anyone at all. I mean, we, we think that's a little odd in any other scenario. We're like, wow, that's impulsive or wow. You know, and I'm not talking about buying a car. That's a, that's a big decision. I've bought a car without consulting anyone before. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. But that's not a decision that's going to have Life-altering consequences. Life-altering, lifelong consequences. Even if you buy one and it's a clunker and it's bad and you're like, wow, that was a horrible decision. You get a different car and you move on. Or you make, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big decision, but that's not what I'm talking about here. Uh, We're talking about, yeah, huge life-altering decisions. If you do that completely in a bubble, it's like, ugh. Did they really consider all their options? Or yeah. Did they, I mean, I don't mean like. <laughs> Do you know the three context. other guys they could have gone out with <laughs> that's instead? Not, that's not what I meant. I know what you but mean. But you, you get what I'm saying. We don't, uh, 
we don't approach any other decision that way so why would we in this is, yeah i guess the thing well and i think too like because this is a decision that is going to affect other people sure too. like yeah when you buy a car no one else is affected except the people who have to know. ride with you to like except for people things. who buy these flashy sports cars and you can't fit in the back seat without okay. your head rubbing against the Sorry, ceiling my bad i'm not yeah. bitter about it it's fine <laughs> i can take one person with me yeah. in my car comfortably one adult and two small children yes exactly and even they're not that comfortable oh my gosh but but it's a cool car thank you i appreciate it um but you know no one else is going to be affected about you know whether or not you get a clunker as you say which all the southern things that have come out already in this season are amazing but you marry somebody your friends are affected. Your family is affected. Your future family is affected. His friends and family are affected. Like there are well, so yeah. many people that are going to be impacted by this decision. So why would you want to make it? Not because like, you know, I think that you should be intentional. Bethany's favorite word. Uh, <laughs> mindful is probably a better word. Thank you. You should be mindful of who is in your bubble because not everybody you know has to be in your bubble. Not in your bubble. Out. Dang it. I messed it up. Just burst that bubble and start over. Okay, yes. So the group of people that allow you not to date in a bubble doesn't have to be everybody you know, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I don't, th- I know you don't yeah. mean it that way. But so I'm not saying you got to, you know, go survey everyone in your life and be like, it's a good idea. But <laughs> the people who are close to you, who know you well, who have invested in you, you do want to talk to those people (laughs) um, about this very big decision so that's all i was saying i took the very roundabout way to say all that but yes i agree (laughs) ultimately (laughs) so let's you know kind of let's take the route of what does it look like to date in a bubble versus not dating in a bubble to give some as we love around here practical tangible takeaways so that you know exactly, you know, we're like, why are they talking about bubbles so much? Like, there's, there's meaning. So what does it look like to date in a bubble? To date in a bubble means first, I think you're spending all the time you have with the guy you're with and it's just the two of you. Like you're very isolated. And now granted, there are honeymoon phase exceptions to sure. this. When you're starting out, you know, you're like, I can't get enough of you and let's go do everything together and da, 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 da. But even then, I feel like you should be doing things with other people in between all of that. Like, if you're just like, oh, I don't want to hang out with anybody else. I don't want to do anything with anybody else. Like, it's just got to be you and me. Like, you know, probably not the the wisest thing. You know, this isn't don't first date in a bubble. So you don't need to bring your friends on your first date. You know, I've had friends. Well, Bethany and Lindsay, let's just call them out. (laughs) That are like oh we'll go sit in the restaurant we'll get there early and like have a hole in the menu and like steam. we've never done they that. haven't actually done it um but you know that's different but you don't need to keep the entirety of the relationship yes. in a bubble as the relationship grows so other people that are around you consistently right. should know like what's going on how are y'all doing you want them to meet them we did a whole um patreon episode actually yeah about um meeting family and meeting people close to you we talk about meeting friends and stuff kind of too so if you want to subscribe to patreon there's a link in our instagram bio for that but we you can kind of get that whole deep dive because that can get we know that gets tricky (laughs) but you want to make sure that not all the time you spend together is just the two of y'all people should be 
around it. Cause again, we talk, we talked about this a lot on Wednesday. It's not real life. Like your life, even, you know, if you get married to this person, you're going to have a lot of instances where you got to be around other people. You've got family gatherings. You want to spend time with your friends. You know, you have things you need to go to. Like you can't just stay on your little Island for the rest yeah. of your life. So, well, and I will say this too, if you are doing the opposite, we're talking right now about what does it look like to date in a bubble? But if you are doing the opposite of that, if you're not dating in a bubble and you have brought your community in, when you find yourself in those situations, like we talked about on Wednesday of you want to be with someone who wants to be with you. And am I, I don't know what these things that I'm seeing. I don't know what it's saying. If you have brought your community in well, the, the figuring out process of what that looks like is going to be a lot shorter and a lot easier because they are going to be able to objectively look into that and say, Hey, yeah, we see the same things or I've noticed that same thing. And maybe it would be a good idea to bring it up or to end this, depending on where you are in that relationship. But the only way you can do that is if you have not dated in a bubble, if you have brought your community into your relationship at an appropriate level, you know, they don't need to have absolute sway over every little decision, but at a level to where they know what's going on, they're involved and can kind of, there's some accountability there, which we'll get to more later. Yes, exactly. So what else does it look like to date in a bubble? I think it looks like you don't spend time with your friends and family as much, uh, either with him or not. You know, it's not a matter of just, oh, well, they don't ever bring, you know, he never brings her to his family and she never brings him to hers. But, okay, well, we don't even see you anymore. You know, we don't Mm -hmm. see our person who's our friend or our family member anymore because they're always with him. That's kind of like a double, a double bubble. Yeah. (laughs) Because not only are they not seeing your relationship, but they're not even able to talk to you and see you about it. Mm. They have no idea what's going on. And so you're really distancing yourself there to the point that you are creating this isolated bubble that when you do hit a problem, no one's going to know. No one's going to be able to really speak into it at all. Yeah. Um, I think another thing to watch out for is do you find yourself attaching to his community and neglecting yours like are you finding yourself that you know all these people but when you want to talk to your people you're like oh they don't really know because i am busy with his friends or his or his family or whatever so just keep an eye on that and i think the last thing would be this isn't so much like in-person interaction but do you find yourself avoiding talking about your relationship Mm. um oh that one hits and and maybe even especially if you're seeing some potential red flags like you don't want to talk about it because you know what they're gonna say and you know they're probably right uh so if you find yourself not wanting to talk about it i would really dig into why yeah so Uh, yeah i 100 percent agree with that okay so that is kind of give you a nutshell of what it looks like to date in a bubble. You are very isolated. And one, one caution I would give you too is in our online dating prevalent world, that is a very naturally isolating medium to begin a relationship because it's not, Oh, Hey, there's this new guy at church that everyone has seen Everyone sees y'all. They're like, oh, there's something going on. And they kind of see the steps along the way. They see that progress. And now you're dating. 
And there's people around who have seen that all, all the way through and are in support of it. Whereas online, nobody knows anything about the other person, including you to start with. Uh, and so it starts out in a very isolated sense. And it is very easy to just continue that because that's how it started. Nobody knows him. And it's kind of like this, not overwhelming, but it's like this daunting task of trying to catch everyone up to what you know about this person and introduce him and bring him into a community that there is no overlap in. Yeah. Most 90% of the time, especially if there's distance involved. Because you're not even seeing him all the time. How can other people see him? Because then when you do see this person, obviously you don't want to share him. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I understand that. I get that 100%. But I think in that situation, you really still need to be, <laughs> to use the word I hate, intentional about involving other people. Uh, because otherwise they're not going to have any, any idea what's going on in your relationship. So I think that is really important and timely just given how much more prevalent even in the last couple of years online dating has become and it is very isolating so if you find yourself in that situation maybe even talk to your community and say hey i don't want to get stuck in this place like i know with online dating it's tough so what are some ideas get their get their thoughts and their opinions because i'm sure they they're going to have ideas and they're going to have thoughts about how to kind of weave that together that you hadn't thought of yeah well so. i know like with me and bethany kind of going like when bethany will meet somebody online she's even talked i don't know if we actually i think we had this conversation where you were like i'm just gonna bring it up and then we'll talk about it when i meet yep. some because that's the other like you said i don't know when you've met somebody like because i wasn't there obviously <laughs> so whereas like if oh if this guy at church like oh i saw you recognize at him like okay you're gonna go talk to him whatever yeah. and you know you ha that's a different experience so and it's some at least for me and i don't know if everybody feels this way like it feels weird when you're the one that has to bring it up but yeah. in this situation you may need to like start that and be like hey i'm just gonna like bring this up and then i know like oh, okay i'm gonna check in on this you know and there's then, a person now. yes yeah and then you go and so that was one thing that we kind of like established with like yeah. me and her and Lindsay Bell like oh yeah I talk start talking to this guy da, 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 and he lives here whatever and she doesn't talk that high pitched I, I don't I just <laughs> that's my I'm talking for somebody else voice but that's one example I guess of yeah it's going to be different but it doesn't have to be isolating just yeah. because it's different so I think that's good I'm glad you brought that up so if we look at then what it looks like to not date in a bubble which is the advice the mantra you know yes. don't date in a bubble it's basically just the opposite of everything we just said <laughs> yeah. so you know you are spending time with other people um with your person and you know that when we did the whole patreon episode you know we talked about how quickly bethany and i both you know, usually introduce a guy to our families because yeah. that's really important to us. And I've had more than one instance where I've introduced the guy very quickly <laughs> and maybe too quickly. I don't know, but it's like, Oh, I want like, I want them around him. Yeah. I want them to see us together. I want them to kind of observe, you know, I want and I want to see too, how is he with them? Because I think what's yes. really important is it's not just 
hey, I'm not going to date in a bubble because I want my community to see us. But like, I want him. I want to see how he interacts with my friends, with my family, with my, you know, parents specifically, whatever that looks like. Because the people that are closest to you, obviously they're important to you. And now this person is coming to your life and he's super important to you. And if they're not meshing, you're not going to cut your family off. Yeah. 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 So you've got to figure that out. And so, you know, you are going to want to find ways to get him around the people who are closest to you. Well, and I did this recently. I introduced a guy to my family and Kristen was there honorary family member um, it's fine so not solely but mainly for that purpose you know I was kind of like I'm not really sure you know I when it's just us it's fine but I'm really just not sure I want to see interaction with other people and because it can't be just the two of you forever you'll be each other's primary person but like He's got to be able to interact well with other... <laughs> he's got to play well with others. Yes. You <laughs> learn more so, about dating in kindergarten than you think. I'm just going to say that right now. You have to share. That would be a fun couch cast. What did kindergarten teach me about dating? I'm writing that down. Yes. Please excuse. Yeah, we could totally make it be like kindergarten or dating advice. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Which one? Oh my gosh. I'm writing this down. That sounds so fun. Okay. We'll let Kristen type for a second. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, you really do need to see how someone interacts with other people and even more importantly, how they interact with people who are important to you. Mm-hmm. And if they don't do that well, for whatever reason, I think you need to really evaluate that. Yeah. And one more opposite I think we can talk about is or two, you know, because we always have nothing. It's like, oh, I've got one too. Like, okay, we have two. But one other thing I'll say is figure out who, which you probably already know this, but if you haven't thought about it already, think about who are the people that I want to talk about my relationship with uh-huh. in the most detail. That's going to be different. For, maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe it's your mentor, whatever. But have a few of those people and then give them the freedom and the permission you ask hey how's it going really like uh-huh. any red flags um any concerns what about this what about that has he you know been around so and so has he and really be open and willing to answer those questions when they come along because then when it's not just dependent on you it's going to be way harder for you to date in a bubble. Yes. When you've given other people like, hey, I want you to be able to check in. I want you to be able to ask about this. I want you to know, hey, I want to talk to you about this because we had this conversation he and I did the other day. And, you know, how did this, like, what do you think about this? Like, I trust your opinion. I trust your advice. And again, it doesn't have to be 18 people. I don't think it should be 18 people. You know, two, three, four, maybe, you know, whatever. But figure out who those people are and then, give them the ability and the freedom to initiate conversations yes. about it too, where it does, it's not just dependent on you because if it gets to a point where there are red flags and there are concerns and you're the only one initiating conversations, it's going to be really easy for you to hide that. And again, isolate yourself, which is what you don't want to do. Yeah. I think you were saying it doesn't have to be 18 people or whatever. I would 
go a step further and say it shouldn't be because if you find yourself needing to talk to 18 people about something, I think there's a very high likelihood that you are looking for someone to agree with you Mm. or affirm something that you know probably isn't the best. And if you talk to enough people, you will find someone who will agree with you. And so I think the people that you are talking to about your relationship and whose counsel and advice you are taking from that should be the people whose counsel and advice you want in all other situations of life. Because if they're the ones whose input you value and respect and follow in all other situations of life, and then they're telling you something that you maybe don't really want to hear in this situation, that doesn't mean you throw them out and find new people. It means you say, hey, they have been spot on in everything else. Why do I not want to take their input in this situation? And really examine your heart in that too. Um, Oh, so then my one last thing would be as you're going through your relationship and you've brought your community in and you are doing a good job of not dating in a bubble. One thing that I think is important to remember and one thing that's a good question to just ask because people might not necessarily think to volunteer this information is not only... Primarily, they're evaluating your relationship and how you are with this person and how you interact. Does it seem like he's a good guy? They know you. So they're trying to say, hey, does does he measure up, basically? Yeah. We're going to be blunt. Yeah. A good question to ask, I think, is to say, hey, how? what do you think of how I am with him? How how have I changed since we've been dating? Do you Mm. see anything like any... Because they may not think about it right off. But do you, and you might not always notice, but if you tell them, hey, keep an eye on this, if you're changing in ways that you shouldn't, we're all going to change in relationships. You want it to be for the good. Yeah. But if they see that, oh, hey, she's like kind of changing this about her or sacrificing that, or she always said she wanted this, but now suddenly she's doing the opposite. If you kind of have people who can pay attention to that and give their thoughts on that, as needed, I think that can be really helpful too. Yeah, I 100% agree. Okay, so one last thing when it ta- when we're talking about not dating in a bubble, and this may be one of the most important things you can do to not date in a bubble, and it actually involves not dating at all, <laughs> or while you're not dating at all, and that is if you're going to not date in a bubble, you have to have a community to bring into that bubble, and if you don't have that, you can't bring them in. You know, if you don't build that community now, or maybe you're not dating anyone, you're not going to have any choice but to date in a bubble because you don't have anyone else to kind of give any input to it. So if you don't want to date in a bubble, and I don't think you should, you can't live in one now. Mm. And our world is so, which is with so much technology and so much, you know, go, go, go and fast pace and schedules and all of this stuff, it's so easy to find yourself isolated. And so I think you can really prepare well for not dating in a bubble by putting in the effort to not be in one now build a community build relationships and build friendships with people who are in different stages of life than you are put in that effort put in that time cultivate relationship with your family cultivate relationships with your friends so that when you do start dating someone you have that team of people who know you who know you well so that if you are changing if things are different they're going to notice that you're not going to be able to have someone tell you, Hey, you've always said you wanted this, but now you're doing that. If they don't know what you've always wanted or what you've always said, or they, and I don't mean you have to have friends 
for a lifetime, but the people in your life now, are you investing in those friendships to prepare well for being in a relationship down the road? I think that's one of the most important things you can do to not date in a bubble is to, when you're not dating, don't live in a bubble. Mm -hmm. That's good. I love that. I love that. Okay. So let's talk to the girl for a second who maybe is listening to this and she's like, oh shoot, I am dating in a bubble. Like, what do I do? How do I fix it? How do I make this to where I'm not dating in a bubble anymore? Okay. I think if you realize you're dating in a bubble and it's not the situation we just talked about where you're like, but I don't have anyone. You realize you're, you're dating in a bubble and you do have that community out there. I would tell you um, as nicely as I can that if you have been dating in a bubble, you are most likely the only one who didn't realize it. Mm. Your people have noticed. Your community has noticed. And, you know, if it's one of those things where it's brand new, I guarantee you, you go talk to them, they're all going to be like, yeah, we knew you'd come around. Yeah, we were just giving it time. I guarantee you, they all know. But if it's something where it's like, it's been a while, you're outside of that honeymoon phase, and you're like, oh, man, we've been really isolated. Your people know. Yeah. Um, And they may have even tried to, like, subtly tell you. I don't know. But just know that they know. So it's not going to be something that you're going to have to go, like, have this conversation and it's going to be shocking that they'll know. So I would say, yeah, go talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. Go to them. Tell them you want it to be different. Invite them in, like make the effort up because it's going to start with you. Like you've got to, because you're the common denominator here in the relationship and in your mm-hmm. community. So if you want to merge the two, you're going to be the one that has to make that happen. And so, you know, you invite your friends in you invite your family in, you invite him to go do things with people that are close to you. You know, you start making a conscious effort to bring the two worlds together. (laughs) Um, and then tell your friends like, Hey, I know like I haven't been good at this, like, and then let them hold you accountable so that you kind of trickle back into the way you were before. They'd be like, Hey, haven't heard from you in two months. What's going on? (laughs) You know, obviously they're not gonna wait that long, but you know, you're giving them that, again, that permission and that freedom to be like, hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Um, you seem like you've kind of been off the radar, everything okay, you know, and you're giving them that access to yeah. you. So that would be the biggest thing. But as uncomfortable as it might be, it's the right thing to do and it's the best thing you can do if you want to set yourself up well moving forward because one thing that I don't think a lot of us think about or realize is if you isolate yourself with your person so much and then you get to a point where because he's imperfect as we all are he disappoints you Mm -hmm. he lets you down you get in a fight um I'm not saying you break up but just like you go through the valleys of being in a relationship and you've isolated yourself from your entire community you're going to feel even more lonely and more isolated because you're not going to feel like you can go to any of these people because you haven't talked to them or haven't you know still made an effort with them or invested in your relationships with them and so they're like well they're not going to want to hear from me because i haven't made an effort with them and now yeah it's kind of like you know you hear people all the time talk about like your relationship with the Lord. It's not like, Oh, he's my safety net. And while everything's great, I'm on my own. But then as soon as, you know, crap hits the fan, then I'm like, Oh Lord, help me. You know, (laughs) where are you? You know, can you do this for me? And it's like, no, God wants a relationship with you. He's not, you know, a safety net. 
and your friends and your family and your community are the same way. It's like, they're not just there when bad things happen. They want to be there when the good things are happening and when the relationship's growing. And cause this is an exciting thing. Yeah. Like you, again, you should like, these are the people that have been closest to you no matter what season of life you've been in. So of course, when this big change happens, don't you want them to be around for that too? Don't you want them to see that unfold? Don't you want them to be a part of that and to get to know him and him get to know them? And of course you do. And so think about when, you know, it may be like, Oh, it's so romantic. We do everything together. And you know, it's just <laughs> like me and him against other. the world, you know, all the, all the cliches. And then, you know, something goes wrong or you get upset or you, you know, feel distant from him or whatever. And again, the isolation just skyrockets yeah. and the loneliness skyrockets, which you never want to feel. So you've got to think from that in that standpoint too, of this isn't just a, oh, I need people's opinions. It's, these are people God's put in my life that I've built relationships with that, you know, help me grow, that um, challenge me, encourage me, you know, spur me on, sharpen me, whatever. And just because I get in a relationship doesn't mean they all go away. My boyfriend doesn't replace that. I guess right. is what I'm trying to say. Like, he's not like, oh, he is my only community now. <sighs> like, no, he's a different relationship. But that doesn't mean you forego all the other ones that you've taken so much time to build over however long. However long, yeah. yeah. Well, and one other caution I would give you, too, kind of along those lines of if you're isolating yourself, all there's a whole host of things that are definitely red flags that because you're in it and you're that seems normal and the longer you are in something where there's a pattern of this issue the more normal it's going to seem because that's all your point of reference is and if you have isolated yourself and you're in this relationship and that's all you have these blinders on that that's all you see lots of things are going to seem normal and fine and that's just how it is when in reality it's very much not okay and if you don't have anyone to tell you that you will get yourself off in a place where then you're, yeah, you're going to find yourself alone and that community may not be there as much to fall back on because you have so pulled away from it. And in doing so went down a path unknowingly that has distanced you even more from them because all of these things that you've justified by just thinking they were normal. Mm, Yeah, that's so true. So true. Okay. So let's talk last thing here to wrap up. Why does it matter? It's like, okay, yeah, don't date in a bubble, but we were kind of getting into it right towards the end there, but why does this matter? And I think a huge reason why it matters is we can't trust our hearts. (laughs) Our hearts are sinful. And even, I mean, we are, as Christians, we are redeemed and we have been given a heart of flesh and removed the heart of stone. We can seek after Christ. We are not slaves to our sin anymore. But as you and I all know far too well, we are still very sinful people. And our hearts can't be trusted without that accountability to not lean towards sinful things and desiring things that we shouldn't and justifying things that we shouldn't. And we know that in a lot of other situations, but what do we tell people when they're dating? Oh, follow your heart. That's the worst advice you Er. could ever give someone. No. Cue the family feud, like X sound, like (laughs) no. Not a good answer. We cannot trust our hearts. We certainly shouldn't be following them. And so we, it matters because that's what we'll get ourselves into if we don't have other people around. If we're isolated and dating in a bubble, we will follow our hearts and that will get us into all sorts of trouble. 
And I think too, it matters because anytime you are in an emotionally charged situation, whether it's dating or not, this would apply to anything, your, uh, your objectivity goes out the window pretty quickly. You're not objective in this situation anymore. And that's okay. I'm not saying you should be objective. I'm just saying it's really hard to be because you really like this guy. He's really cute and he's really funny and whatever else. You're not objective about that. You're going to want to justify things that maybe you shouldn't. And I think that's a good thing once you're married that you're you're on this person's side and you're a team. But you want to have weeded out and made sure that none of these big issues are there beforehand. And you can't do that by yourself if you're not objective. So your community is going to bring some objectivity back into the situation. And that is something that I think is desperately needed. Absolutely. Because it does not matter how self-aware you are. We all have blind spots. Okay. We all have things we don't see. We all have things we're willing to overlook. That's why we all end up dating the same guy over and over and over again. Because I don't know how many times I've been like, good grief. This is the same as it was before. Like, how did I miss this again and I'm like oh it's because I have that same blind spot that I had before yeah exactly this is why I talk about all the time about how I it is so important to me that my mom gets around somebody I'm dating very quickly because my mom knows me better than anybody but she reads people really well Mm -hmm. (laughs) like she is so observant so intuitive so like like the way she picks up on things. I'm like, how did you, but then she explains it. I'm like, okay, well that totally makes sense, but I would have never figured that out. But she's one. I'm like, you got to get around her real quick. And then I talked to her. I'm like, okay, what'd you think? What'd you see? Is there anything that, you know, you're concerned about from your standpoint? Because I know, like Bethany said, I'm like, oh, he's so cute. He's so great. He's so (laughs) wonderful. And he loves Jesus. And he's taller than me. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, those are all great things I've been looking for. But if a red flag does come up, then I'm going to be like, oh, but he's cute. He loves Jesus. And he's taller than me. (laughs) And my mom's like, no, No. (laughs) let's pay attention to this. And again, it may not be your mom. It may be somebody else. But You've got to have people in your life who know you well enough. And like Bethany said too, who know what you're looking for. Yes. So that when they do meet this person, they're informed going in and then they can say like, okay, hey, yeah, like he does seem to be everything you've been or most everything you've been looking for mm-hmm. or I don't know about this or you might need to keep an eye on this. Like not saying you need to break up with him, but maybe this is just something you need to watch. And you know, cause this has happened before. Remember when this, you know, whatever. And reminding you of, Hey, yeah, you've got this blind spot, but that's why I'm here to help you. And I mean, I think it just really boils down to, you know, God designed us for community. It is not good for man to be alone. And I know that that's, you know, said in the context of Eve being created for Adam, but I think relationships across the board, you know, yeah, apply to that. And so we, should be living with that mentality of, hey, God created me for relationships, not just a relationship, but for multiple relationships with friends, with family, with my community, with your church, you know, whatever that looks like. And because of that, we live with this, you know, one another mindset. You love one another. You love your neighbor as yourself. And this is no exception. You know, you're still your job is still to love your friends and to love your family and to love the people who have been there for you up until this point 
and it's not just like oh these are people are gonna hold me over until i get married (laughs) you know it's like no these are people who you know i think about all the time of like people who have like bridesmaids in, in their wedding or you know groomsmen or whatever and then years down the road they don't even like talk to them anymore yeah. and i know i mean there's that's pretty common which mm-hmm. makes me so sad because i'm like these are the people that like stood with you on yeah. the biggest day and yes they were close at the time but then i think i'm like i would rather have i think fewer bridesmaids Absolutely. and have people who i'm like i know like these people like i can name right now who I would want to be in my wedding and every single person has been in my life for at least five years yeah up to like 16 Uh well Danielle my sister (laughs) has been in for her entire life but she had to be so um, she doesn't have a choice (laughs) yes but everybody it's at least five like these are people who have walked with me through a lot and so the likelihood of that happening I don't want that to be the case I want to be able to be like oh no we're still we still talk even if it's just every you know we don't live in the same place anymore and we just talk every now and then whatever but like we still talk life and you're involved yes and so you know I want y'all to have people in your wedding that you stay friends with I want people who have been there for you to stay being there for you because you've created that environment for them to Mm be not that you've stiff armed them because yeah you got into a relationship so yeah you can't have friendships and have people in your life that you more or less drop when you start dating someone and then you go along and you go along and you go along you're dating you're dating you're dating and then you get married and you settle into real life and now you're gonna say okay now i'm gonna go back to those friends they're not gonna be there yeah and that's no fault of their own i mean i think you have to really do some self self-reflection there if you get to that point and say i kind of brought this on myself Mm. and we this is a we don't want you to get to that place we don't want you to get to that place and regret who you married because you didn't bring anyone in and we don't want you to get to that place and regret that you don't have any friends now yeah so that is what we are encouraging you with as we say don't date in a bubble amen so now whenever we say either you, you want to be with someone who wants to be with you or we say you don't date in a bubble you have a very full picture of what we're really saying with those phrases. Exactly. So I think that brings us to the end of Mantra Week. Yes. yes. Yay for Mantra Week. <laughs> Yay for season seven. Yay for all the things. All the things. Except for being back from the beach. We're not excited about yeah, that, no. I don't think. No. <laughs> I'm going to look into the I'm gonna future project of my that. future self and say she's probably not glad to be nope. back from the beach. Not at all. But we are here. We are ready to get going with season seven. We are so excited as we always say, but we have some really fun topics. And as if you've been listening the past couple of weeks, you've heard us literally add to (laughs) the topics list as we have gone. We are excited for the season. We're excited to have you guys along. So go um, like, subscribe, rate, whatever you do on the podcast app. That's really helpful for us. If you guys do that, it kind of shows iTunes and whoever you're listening to who likes the show, who to show, show the show too yes (laughs) and so that's really helpful if you've heard something that's been helpful for you tell a friend about us that's the biggest thing we could ask you to do otherwise follow us on social media hang out with us there and we will be back next week with another episode i don't even know what we're talking about yet but we will figure it out soon enough until then i'm bethany and i'm kristen and this is looking for the middle